Well, he appears to be one of the best-placed horses anywhere in the country on Saturday. Caulfield, I'm talking about. Race six, number 10, Amenable. Been dying to see this horse again, and he's in such a winnable race, given last start, there he was, running the best sectionals in the Group 1 Memsey behind all these horses that have run well subsequently in the Mackaybe, Mr Brightside, Princess Grace and Alligator Blood. Mick Price is with us. How are you, Mick? I'm good, Steve. Yourself? Good. Did that effort the other day surprise you at all, how close he got to those weight freight stars yeah. amenable? Oh, look, we've always had a good opinion of him. He was involved in the um, Group 1 Australian Guineas where there was a few falls and uh, he got tangled up there. So he should have he should have gone over the line as a three-year-old in a Group 1. Uh, I've always had a Group 1 feel about him, but he's an entire, he's genuine, he's sound, he's a lovely horse. I just haven't had the right run at the right time with him. Uh, he's probably, I, I hate I hate it when trainers say, oh, he's unlucky, but um, he's just one that hasn't had his genuine chance a few times. And in the Mimsy, when uh, they jumped and they went sort of 50 metres, I thought to myself, well, surely then on my colours, they're two lengths behind the second last horse. Uh, but Jamie said he spun, spun his hind legs and um, I just wrote that race off. But... Um, Look, it achieved something, I guess. He ran well. The four in front of him, very, very good horses, obviously, and he got eight points, um, so it moved him up. And we can chase better races. But, uh, look, he's well-placed. He's drawn 10 out of 10. I'm not sure how Zara rides him yet. Uh, I think there's only one real leader in the race, which is going to be Buffalo River, one would assume, with Celine Gaudray on uh, from Barrier 2, and we've drawn 10 out of 10. But, um, yeah, he's there to win for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see him back sort of somewhere back with cover and just sweep around them and win. Well, that w that will probably have to be the yeah. situation because there's four or five box seat horses. There's a couple that are going to get back in it, and there's one leader. But um, I suppose you've just got to ride him to finish off, and hopefully he can um, he can pick up a leaders. Just on those sectionals he ran, as I said, they were the quickest, 6-4-2, 33-40 the other day, 22-10 and 11-08. Those winkers, have they been on him a while, amenable? Uh, he's going to be a blinker horse. Uh, winkers were a legacy of D. Oliver, and uh, he's going to get blinkered up. Look, he, he's a very relaxed, kind type of horse, but... Um, you know, I just need to be assured that he'll be aggressive towards the line. And I think the Blinkers have been a great addition uh, here in track work, um, not Tuesday, but this Saturday. Uh, we gave him a little rub in the Blinkers and uh, he went uh, very good. So I'm happy to put him on. Charmstone, we know about her, her price tag. She's by I'm Invincible from Najum, who won five from seven. We actually saw Najum in Queensland with a Fred Best at 13.50, Hawkesbury Guineas 1.400. Charmstone, yes, tell me about what you're thinking here against these Colts in the Golden Rose, drawn one. Just like her mama, 1.400. Nah, look, she's a big, long, clean-winded filly, and um, a couple of times she's shown very good stamina. You know, She's not one of those little vinnies that run along. It's a beautiful scopey filly, and um, I think 1400 is good. Barrier one's either a fantastic gate or it's a traffic gate, one or the other. But um, look, I would assume Rose Hill's been pretty good of late, and um, you know, barrier one's fine if it works. Uh, just got to got to uh, get the run at the right time, but uh, got a very good rider on, and uh, I think it's a suitable race for it. I think they've had maybe 27 fillies uh, going that race without a win. Um, but what can you do? You want to win a group one, and I think it is a good option against her own age 
and then she can come back and run in the cool more anyway. So uh, it gives us two chances at group one, at a group one rather than one. But um, look, she travelled up there good. I spoke to the girl this morning and she's very happy with her. So she's up there in a little cardboard cutout box and um, she's travelled well and I think she'll run really well. Mick, I hate seeing horses posted wide in any race and she was out on a limb last start. How big of a disadvantage was it to be out wide last start? No cover. Well, it's just a test, isn't it? It's a test of your horse. And I thought she came through with flying colours. I mean, you know, a lot of average rides, what we what we perceive as average, are, are caused by barriers. You know, they're not caused by jockeys wanting to be there. They're caused by gates. And uh, that was one of them. So, uh, look, she was still good and uh, just gives you a bit of confidence that there's stamina for 1,400 plus turn of foot plus barrier one, do no work, and uh, hopefully just get the run at the right time. Apparently a big stable, leading stable won this last year. I can't think. Apparently it was a really nice bloke that won it. No, um, you battler. You battler that bloke. Just got lucky. Oh, I can't think of his name. Um... Just got lucky. Jack and O. <laughs> Jack and O. Well there, done, last... My boy serving mares. He's uh, going very well. He's let down into a magnificent horse. So uh, hopefully he becomes good at stud. But anyway, he will certainly get his chance at uh, Widden. Um, but yeah, it's good. Mick, there was a midweek race recently, and I said the following day on this program, we just got to follow these horses that come out of it because it was a small field, but it was full of class. Now, the winner was Southern Tycoon. Uh, Akasita, a very talented, ran second from out the back. Now, your horse, Snow Patrol, got flattened in this race and actually picked up and ran the second fastest last 200. What do you think of the horse in the weekend? Snow Patrol here in Melbourne. Well, he's drawn 13 out of 13. Uh, Step Artis in the race, who you know, clearly is the Cordial Guinea's favourite, so I'm not sure how to ride him. But albeit that we're trying to head into the Caulfield Guineas, I reckon for this individual, that's a bit ambitious. He's not um, a big, strong, um, you know, uh, He's problem-free, but uh, I just feel like I haven't got a heap of horse to work with. Um, but anyway, uh, Barry 13 is ugly, and I'm not sure how many runs I've got in him, but he'll be a better autumn three-year-old, and look, we'll, we'll try because we're trying to get a run in the Caulfield Guineas. And he is a nice horse, and he does have a bright future, but um, I'm not sure that now's his time. Okay. Of course, he uh, it would have been interesting if he didn't get put through the rail the other day and stop where he where he would have finished yeah. in that hot little race. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he's a nice horse going well, and you know what? If I had him in a, in just an average three-year-old race drawn a gate, he'd go and win because he's got ability. But uh, he's drawn 13 out of 13 in what will be V8, Step RT. You know, they, these are going to be sort of first and second um uh, Corfield Guinea's favourite one would think so it's a strong group three you know and the horse the one that's in this same race of course Southern Tycoon just a couple of others a comment before I start asking about some of these other very talented horses that aren't racing on the weekend laced up heels expectation second up was flat uh, third up she'll be fine we'll claim the kilo and a half drawn a good gate in the right race you know Mayor's benchmark 84 she's there to win she'll run well forget, her, forget the run the other day he's a shocker uh, well, drawn 16 out of 16. He's a better Flemington horse. We're heading towards the Caulfield Cup, hopefully. He did just get um, beaten a blister in the Mornington Cup over 2,400. So he'll run here, then the Turnbull, then the Caulfield Cup. He's always big odds. But uh, I would think you'll see him running home without winning. I hope I'm wrong, and he does win. 
But, um, yeah, he's headed towards the Caulfield Cup. One of the most promising horses in your stable and Mick Kent Jr.'s stable is what you need. We were hoping to see him, I think, last weekend. But just the hiccup with his prep, what you need, what's the latest? Uh, what you need had an inside heel with a little bruise. So uh, took shoes off, sent him down the water walk, uh, pulled his feet, get him, getting his feet right. His feet are beautiful. Got reshod yesterday. And uh, he's bright and bouncy this morning. No heating feet. Back in business. So we'll probably aim for the Scalacci during the Corville Cup Carnival, the 1100. And it's going to give him a chance into the Manicato Group 1 because he is a colt into the Champions Day 1200 metre Group 1 there. So he gets two Group 1 chances. And, um, yeah, we'll just uh, see how he goes. You had thoughts of Sydney, did you, didn't you, prior to the setback? Well, I didn't get a I didn't get a take up for him being in the Everest, and um, he wasn't 100 percent right, and uh, you know his feet weren't right. But anyway, we've got his feet right now, and we're back on track. A horse that everyone was over last week, I think it was at the last race of the day at Sandown, was Golden Path. He was very brave running second. What was your assessment of that Golden Path first up? You know what, I was going to have him in the. Um, in the race uh, that James Orman was in. Um, the Antino race last race. weekend, yeah. Yeah, the Antino race. Captain Teams. But I just thought first uh, first up, I didn't want him gut buster first, first up. So 1,400, beautiful for him. He's not effective under 1,400. So I ran him in the 1,300. He got beat, of course, because it was 1,300. Still ran super, goes into the Sandown Stakes, into the Turak, into the Golden Eagle, hopefully. Mile would be beautiful for the horse. So we'll... I reckon 1,800 and eventually 2,000 metres. He gives him that feel. He's a nice, he's a nice gelding. He's a nice, sound, clean gelding who uh, is one to follow. We're a little bit ambitious with him with his rating, but uh, if he goes to the Sandown Stakes and wins, well, then he's in the Turak and then uh, away we go. But um, he's a big, lengthy, nice-going horse. And, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely got some good potential. And Tino's in that same race for Blake Shin. Yeah, it's fine. Well, yep. this time of year, you've got to front up, don't you? you know? yeah. Like I said, I was going to originally run in that 1400, but we were down the order of entry. I rang around. We were going to be 18, and they run 16, and then next minute, there was only 10 acceptors. But uh, I just didn't want to have a gut buster on him first up, you know? We're sort of making that horse a bit. So um, anyway, I was happy with the 1300. He's in beautiful condition. And he'll front up in the Sandown Stakes and he'll give plenty of cheek. Mm, I'm sure he will. Of course, he's a mile winner last prep. And it's worth noting the winner of that race too, first up, is an older mare, uh, a six-year-old, uh, who sat outside lead that particular day. So that's Golden Path. Now, what about Globe? Now, what's happening? Righto. Well, Globe had his uh, atrial fibrillation, of course. And that was pretty bad. It knocked him around, I thought. Uh, he's had a freshen. And uh, look, we're still... Uh, going to run a few tests on him and get him back yeah, on on um, you know normal work. Uh, he came out this morning nice and bright and bouncy. Um, I've got to um, get a ultrasound done of his heart and have a look at that and how it's functioning and make sure everything's all right with the horse. Um, look, I've, I've had a couple of experts on the job and they say, don't worry about it, he'll be fine. Um, truck on. Which is what we are. What we, we we will do. I haven't got uh, I haven't got the races pegged out for him at the moment, but I'm hoping we end up in the last day of the carnival in the mile, the three million dollar mile, the champions mile, and um, 
yeah, that'll be him. But uh, I think he's all right. Uh, just, uh, you know, hearts on horses, not a common thing, is it? That's right, of course. Pre- all previous runs he led, but that day he sat off um, Savatua XL and deny knowledge, but he's much better than that. He was under pressure a long way from home, wasn't he, Globe? And you knew. No, yeah. Pulled up rotten. Yeah. Just pulled up rotten. I'm not mm. sure why. The horse, some horses get atrial fib. Yep. And heart arrhythmia. Um, I don't know. He's never had it, never had anything to, anything to do with it, but he's a big horse and it affected him pretty badly. So, uh, yeah, back to the drawing board on Globe. But um, anyway, he's nice and bright and bouncy this morning. Mick, uh, is there anything else there over the next couple of weeks or even days that we can maybe watch closely? Uh, one for the punters, you mean? Yes. Uh, look, i got a little thing tomorrow called Indian Jewel who run well. Um, Rose Town Princess in race four tomorrow. Uh, was climbing all over them the other, the other day. I know she's had about six seconds. But it might, might might be a little punt job in race four tomorrow. Um, oh, and um, yeah, today, sorry. Uh, Ballarat Friday, Arsenal in race three is one for the punters and great taste should go uh, good also. Uh, so there's probably a few winners coming up in the next few days. Um, yeah, so there's uh, plenty of action. All right, so I've just got to try and remember all that. I've actually got the acceptances up in front of me. So. Well, uh, Cranbourne... So Indian Jewel um, today? Cranbourne today, Indian Jewel. That's race uh, two, seven. Yep, yep. And, and then tomorrow. Licence will go all right in race three. Rosetown Princess will go well. And then tomorrow at Ball- Ballarat on Friday. Mm. Got a nice filly who looks like she's in the right race. Uh, Arsenal for Arsenal. Yeah, that's race three, Arsenal. 12, D-Lane, three, 12, tomorrow. Race three, 12, D-Lane. Uh, bang, away you go. And uh, the double into great taste. Uh, race four, like six. Race four, number six. I don't like the thing in race two. You'll be buying it next week. Doubting eye. Um, <laughs> Doubting eye. Okay. Uh, for sale. Ben Coolen, uh, Blinkers first time plus Geld. So if you're punting well in race three and four, um, yeah, Ben Coolen's probably a nice little chance to. All right. Well, this is Ballarat tomorrow. Three, twelve, four, six of the two. But then you mentioned five, five might run a race there for Damien Lane, yep. Ben Coolen, and today Indian Jewel Cranbourne race yeah. one. Yeah. There's a few to bet on and a few not to bet on. And uh, in race eight at Ballarat, two camels go around: Apache, Thunder, and Taluk. Thanks for your honest assessment. Good on you. Say hi to Shona too, Mick. Thank you. Steve. Yeah, Mick Price joining us on uh, Racing HQ. Lo- love listening to what Mick has to say. So that one today, 2-7, Indian Jewel, is by All Too Hard, a filly and a first starter, and she ran third in a Cranbourne trial. I haven't watched the video yet, uh, behind Pivot City. So that's today, and I'll just reiterate again, tomorrow at Ballarat, he suggested these horses, uh, 3-12, Arsenal, D-Lane, 4-6, Great Taste, and Ben Coolen may run a race, race five, number five. It's having its uh, fourth start, a four-year-old gelding.